we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Queery Cast with the Larry Queery Eye. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Critic Cast. The name is Larry, and this week's episode is brought to you in partnership with Aloft Garden Suites. Uh, they're an outfit that's how you hear out here in Harare. I'll be telling you a bit about them a little bit later. But uh, just to know uh, what I'm going to be talking about a little bit later, we indeed nine of the lockdown. Is it nine? Is it ten? Is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? I don't even know. <laughs> it's just that weird. And, uh, and then a little bit later, talk about keeping a sanity, actually. And I'm going to be focusing this week on fake news and that sort of thing. It's going to be a very short section. And then um, it's going to be like how to sort of maintain a relationship during uh, COVID-19, especially if you're not staying with a person. And also if you're staying with a person, uh, also complications around that. So I've got a few things that I've got a bit to share with you. But just to give you some of the stories that are making the news, the big news, of course, is Harada's main markets, uh, vegetable markets, have been reopened. This is after a presidential proclamation um, by President uh, Emerson Nangagwa uh, just last week. And he said uh, there were essential services. This is in spite of the lockdown. So this is going to be weird. It's good. The, the um, Barimsika, uh, vegetable market as well as the one in Lusaka, Highfield, are going to be open to the public uh, between 6 in the morning and 11.30 a.m. Now, this makes sense because these are perishable goods. So it's not like they can wait until the end of 21 days and then they can be sold or whatever. But, of course, the questions around the hygiene aspect, this is food and social distancing is a bit difficult in those circumstances. But also adding on top of that, the fact that those uh, vegetable markets is what people sometimes you know, going coming from distances that are further than five kilometers on foot and 20 kilometers uh, by car actually come from. So I don't know how that's going to happen. This is going to mean that these are going to be only open to shops uh, that go and collect the wares and come back. And also, you know, as I say, social distancing is a bit difficult there in those set of circumstances because everybody's trying to shop and somebody is trying to use the same kind of space. Um, the other side of it all is, do you then deal with, um, you know, disinfecting the whole space every day? Uh, those are questions that will be interesting to answer from the authorities. Also coming out, uh, also, uh, what else? Um, uh, the silence on the streets has been strangely interesting, but that's been going up. The sound has been going up a little bit. Not exponentially. I think people are taking the whole lockdown seriously, but it's, you know, it's more people than the first day. I think people are not sure how heavy-handed the security uh, officials going to be. So, but I don't think people have gone and gotten overexcited and stuff like that. And that's good to see. That's good to see. Also, money transfer agencies are now able to operate um, like three days a week or something like that. So, as you can see, if we're coming where it's coming from, a lot of people rely on money coming from relatives across the world. So their money supply is probably drying up. But I mean, 
At the same time, you also got to look at it from the fact that people from across the world who generally support their families back in Zimbabwe are probably struggling with money themselves because they're not necessarily working unless they've been furloughed and getting government allowances and stuff. But, you know, some of these people are day laborers or labor get paid exactly for how much they work. So, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's all complicated. Let's see what happens. So many transfer agencies that have been closed, most of which have been closed, except a few, um, are going to be open to the public. Um, general, like the ones you find in shops, be open during the shopping hours. It's 9 to 3 p.m. And then, you know, the other ones, you're going to have to look around and see what they got to offer. Speaking of lockdowns, there was that weird beer ban. I mean, the police just woke up and decided they're going to ban beer the other day. And then suddenly they were not banning the beer. And it was just so weird because... You're like, first of all, where did the police get the power to do that? And that was the question I asked, because the way it was reported by the state-controlled Herald was as if the ban was like, yeah, effective, just whatever. And, and I don't know if anyone ever asked him, like, do the police have the, actually the authority to ban <laughs> alcohol sales? Oh, I was just like, silly guys, don't be silly. And speaking of something silly, the lockdown in... Um, in um, in Uganda, provided some comic relief because you heard him say, the president of that country, uh, tweeted saying that, hey, you guys are actually allowed to go to to the toilet. And I used to ask myself, like, what kind of control does this guy have over hold or hold he has over these people that they have to, like, be worried about whether they go to the toilet or not? Now, they were told you can't go outside, right? And going outside... Could mean that there are toilets that are outside and people are going to get, uh, you know, treatment. Uh, I mean, they're going to go to the toilet that is not within the same building. So it might be different from where you are in many, many parts of urban Harare. But it appears like, you know, some people go to the latrine that's outside. So people are like not going to the toilet. For him to go out and tweet and have a whole address, you've got to be like, wow. If you have to then give yourself, your people permission to go to the toilet, that's just a bit weird. Um, Vibes Cartel, yeah, by the way, he's, um, his appeal against a murder conviction has been over, it has not been overturned. He's, he's been upheld. Oh, no, it's not upheld. What do they call it? It's been denied. So he's, the murder conviction stays, but there's a chance that he's, the sentence could be reduced. So he was supposed to serve like 41 years in jail, which since 2014, he's six years in them in another 35 years. But um, that'll be the first time he'd be able to get parole or whatever they call it. But it appears that the the judges in question who delivered the verdict via a a video call because of COVID-19 uh, gave the lawyers an opportunity to come back and say, what's the mitigation for a different sentence? So there's a possibility that the sentence could be reduced. Uh, by how much? It's not seen at present, uh, but it is, it's the Court of appeal, of appeal in Jamaica that listened to that. And finally, no sport. Ah, oh, gosh, it's just so weird. When you heard that Bayern Munich had started training, the way we got so excited, like, oh, can we see even just seeing pictures of people training currently? Sports sports actually sorts a lot of things out. I, I feel that it does. The sports really just sorts out our lives. I think without sport, you just 
you just become less of a sporting person. And, and, and I mean, by sporting person, I don't mean like watching sport, but, you know, being nice about things. I just tell you, I just really miss sport. I mean, there was a time I think we used to say there's too much sport on TV. We're really sorry to the sport gods. If this was your lesson, like you're trying to teach us, <laughs> we're really sorry. <laughs> it's Larry, you listen to the Kuri There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. So, Aloft Garden Suites is uh, located in Harare between 7th and 8th on Sulu. It's um, it's a, a sort of nice accommodation place. It's uh, quite smart and also has access to borehole water and always has electricity. So that's a big positive, especially in these times of COVID-19 uh, for overnight accommodation and things of that things of that nature. It's a good place. Uh, I mean, because this COVID-19 situation is going to be there for a while until they get a, a vaccine and stuff like that. So it's nice to know these places where they've got a borehole, they've got, you know, always got access to electricity and also get an internal place where you can cook for yourself. So I know some people want that sort of Airbnb type of, type of experience. Um, they're quite reasonably priced as well and also very friendly staff and well manicured gardens also very private private parking spaces and you know you the the rooms are tended to by very attentive staff uh, so yeah do check it out there and also you can make your bookings via alofthospitalitygroup.co.zw that's their website aloftospitalitygroup.co.zw overnight communicate uh, overnight accommodation in Harare wash your hands avoid sick people and touching your face there are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases visit cdc.gov/covid19 brought to you by the national association of broadcasters and this station so uh yeah so the, in in this troubling times uh, one of the biggest things that suffers the most is uh is information and that's that's yeah we're getting into dystopian area uh, era rather when it comes to information and keeping your sanity in all of this is one of the most difficult things because if you're watching a lot of cnn or bbc and stuff they they got round the clock coverage of the situations in their countries when it comes to COVID 19 and note i said their countries um, one of the things that I found difficult to deal with in terms of the Zimbabwean experience around information is information being difficult to find here. Now, there are two things. The government makes it difficult to get access to information. That's why uh, had the, the, the new constitution that came out uh, made access to information a right. Um, and also then there was the subsequent freedom of information bills, acts and stuff like that that, that are coming into play. Now that's that's a that's a bigger issue, and then also the the, the news media in in Zimbabwe tends to just sort of like, especially in the mainstream, just report things as they are. Even if they, I gave the example of the a little bit earlier of the beer ban without questioning it. So sometimes, and no fault, I I don't like to put people at fault because I think the news media is going through a very difficult period. 
um, in as far as being able to have a lot of people who they employ who have you know, wide range of skills or have specific skills. So what you have is like some people who just get are able to go in and go and report on multiple things. So you find someone is there at a political gathering, at a health issue and so forth. Whereas in other countries, you find that there's specific correspondence for specific type of circumstances. So the question that is deep is, is not happening. So I'm going to deal with that aspect, the deep asking of questioning that is keeping us exposed. And then secondly, the fact that we are dealing with uh, sometimes our reactions being in Zimbabwe not having to do with the with the issue here. Now, the deep questioning itself is uh, how I felt I can deal with that is beginning to start focusing on the facts only. So hearing that the United States has gone past 200,000 infections or whatever the case might be, it's not going to help me. It doesn't. It doesn't deal with my my issues because it, their issue is specifically their issue. I know we we got we we, 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 we someone will say okay, but you know the thing is they're testing a lot of people, and therefore maybe our numbers are that high. But what if our numbers aren't okay? Um, what if that's not the case? I mean, yes, very well and true. You might be worried that 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 is the case, but it's like. Um, Jesus of Nazareth, a philosopher, by the way, um, once said, "What do you add an extra day to your life by worrying? Like, will it actually help you to to stay anxious every single day?" And I know that a lot of people are predisposed to just being worried about the veracity of information that comes from the offices at Munumutapa, and and you're quite right. Sometimes, more often than not, governments are going to lie. But at the same time, if we don't, if if you have no proof of any information, otherwise, other than a conspiratorial point of view, how does it help creating, first of all, your own anxiety and then spreading the anxiety to everybody else? Because remember, once you create a set of circumstances that is primarily without fact, right? You affect the way other people make decisions. I always ask, if, you, if you're going to pass any information on, you also need to know whether the other person's got the capacity to deal with it. Like, I will blame the mass media, for example, for not, not in Zimbabwe, but the rest of the world, for, push, for actually spending a, a, a significant amount of time dealing with this 5G situ, situation. I'm like, what do you mean no one is sick across the world? It's... And then also the deployment of 5G is so little. And also if you understand how rays work and stuff like that, you would know that that's just kind of silly. It's just like kind of one of the most stupid things that anyone has ever come up with. It's like, for example, back in the day, everybody said everybody was using a cell phone in the 90s. It was a big thing that everybody's going to be dead within a year from brain cancer from using cell phones. And you're like, wow, people. Wow. <laughs> And, and, and gave back into the into the nineteen into hundreds, and the first car came out. They said if the car went uh, past the, the if a car went three what is it thirty past thirty kilometers an hour or something like that, your eyes would pop out, your head would would, would explode, and people would die. So I know that people like to default to the affairs, but what you got to do is you got to 
read accurate information and only share accurate information. Conspiracy theories and conspiratorial point of views do not help you and do not help the other person. Note that, as I said, people are going to make, are going to die a lot. Not from the disease itself, but from but from decisions they'd make based on conspiracy theories. And I know a lot of people say, but didn't you see what Contagion was about? Well, if you were alive when Contagion first came out, like a lot of us were in 2011, it was based on the swine flu of 2018, or rather 2008, which is another coronavirus. So coronaviruses have been around with us for quite a while. This is just the latest coronavirus. Now, it, the, the, the guy who actually made the view was like, what will happen when we have various scenarios? So he created multiple scenarios. Like, for example, you get that blogger called Kumwidi, who became a, a, a forum that spread false information around. And that's how he became famous. And then you also got uh, that... Uh, that I can't remember the, the the characters. I should have written their names down. Um, the the one who tells his fiance before a lockdown happens to go to a safe area. Then there's someone who starts testing the vaccine on themselves. All those kind of like what kind of uh, what if when if there should ever be a, a pandemic, what kind of decision making is going to make humans? And the paradox of it all is that. Survival instinct says that we should isolate ourselves, it says to stop the spread of the disease. But in reality, the, anything that we've learned from any pandemic that has ever happened across the world, that it cannot be defeated without people working together. So isolation actually is not working because what's going to happen is that people are becoming more selfish, they're becoming more, more inward-looking. Um, and and more and more less interested in being helpful. It, we, we're broadcasting a lot more without any care, and essentially we're, we're fighting a lot more. And 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 that is the big big worry that is taking place right now. That I mean, even we're looking at issues of the vaccine and vaccine trials. I'm seeing everybody getting all noisy and so forth about vaccine trials. I'm like, well. The scientific community has been fighting over the fact that vaccines have often been tested in in countries where the bodies are quite different. I mean, even the, the, the arguments around what BMI is, body mass index in Africa, to, would often be using European standards for body mass index. Um, 90% of, of painkillers were only tested on white men. So that's why they were, for a long period they're not effective for women or black people. So... I don't know. I it's 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 one of those situations where I have always said the scientific community should never talk to the average person because then she's never going to understand it. Science science for is that's why science is complicated. We can argue about the ethics about uh, ethics about how testing is done. It's not it's not even an argument that only happening in in Africa. It's happening across the world. But vaccine testings or testing of new medicines and so forth. We can argue about strict, creating stricter environments for, for medicines. And we, the, I know that the, the issue of those doctors, they were talking about the BCG tests in Australia that are taking place. And then the suggestion was also, could that test also be done in a parallel? The doctor quite rightly said you could take a BCG test, a parallel BCG test, because in Africa we get our um, 
we get a, a vaccine for BCG at, at in most African countries at birth. And these are the kind of vaccines you get that make sure you don't die from polio, you don't die from wartime diseases, all those weird diseases that you don't catch measles at a young age, and you don't die before the age of five, essentially, most of those vaccines. That's what they're meant for. And the anti-vaxxer campaigns in the United States with a campaign against vaccines, the vaccines kill people. I've seen diseases that had not been seen in that country for 50, 60 years, making their way back, polio and all those other weird diseases that that were in the dark ages, that even African countries have not seen for donkey years, making their way back into places like the United States where there's been huge campaigns against vaccines. And uh, to, to finish off on this, uh, you know, I always say, if social media existed during the time when some of the biggest inventions were being proposed for the world, it probably wouldn't have taken place. The people who had horses would have complained against the existence of cars for the aforementioned reasons where some people create unrealistic fears like, oh, if you get cars and made of metal, it's going to run over so many people and people are going to die. And yeah, we should just stick to horses because horses are safer. People are going to talk. It's easier to tell a horse what to do. You can't tell a car what to do. Those that have existed and hashtags that have also existed. Maybe some of the atrocities wouldn't have happened, but since when did hashtags ever stop anything bad? There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Yeah, it's the final section of the Criticast, and uh, I'll tell you right now, in terms of relationships, it's going to be a very short section, really. Um, well, I, I did ask, um, just before you heard, how somebody surviving their relationship, and other people are like, ah, oh, because just to read boy, a couple of messages here, somebody said, I couldn't put it on voice, like, they're like, well, me and my husband actually are living apart, this is my mentor, to me, and my husband are actually living apart, but both of them are mentoring me. <laughs> We're living apart. There are two kids stay with him and two kids stay together because we don't believe married people are supposed to spend as much time as they do together. He added the, the reasons why, uh, oh, it says traditional, the reason this has happened is because traditional, uh, uh, traditional marriage, well, my handwriting's a bit weird here. Traditional marriage is based on the premise that it's a contract in which people uh, still maintain some sort of individuality and achieve their own dreams and uh, come together for a common cause, often the family unit. And if you look at how traditionally people got married is in order to have kids, and when all the focus is on the kids and nothing else, there is no outlet. Uh, oftentimes we have a relationship in which when we argue, yeah, did I write this correctly? Oh, yes, it's when we argue, I take some time off by going off to the pub. But now because uh, we, we would have to stay together for 21 days, that won't be possible. 
So that's how some people are saying they, they're coping with. Others are saying uh, we spend a lot of time on video calls. This is people who are separate. So we've actually been reading about how people engage in long-distance relationships. Even though we're still in, this, in, in the same city, we're not, we're not going to be able to see each other. We're remaining in contact via video calls at least once a day. Another person says a more communication. We're doing more and more communication. We, we, we often get in touch with each other just to keep tabs on each other. But now uh, we find that we're telling each other a lot more about what's happening throughout the day. Um, probably something that we'll keep doing after the lockdown is over. Another person says, well, I've not been in a relationship in a while, but there's one of those times that I wish I'd gotten been in a relationship. Another person says, well, when I got asked, it was some, when, okay, when my boyfriend proposed last year, I should have said yes. <laughs> okay, it's, it's for a limited period, so I don't know why people are getting worried about it. Um, well, so I think some of the key things that have been mentioned there are covered, that I think communication is going to be at a high level right now. Just going to assume that um, if you're if you're not living together, you're going to have to uh, be pretend you're in a long distance relationship. So always checking up on each other, uh, telling each other what's been happening. You know, even the mundane things like what did I cook today? What what are we going to do? You know, you're actually going to have to do that because those are the things that you used to do when you met or were just were assumed when you met. And I think to, to a certain extent, I think so some people, I see that it's an opportunity to refocus their relationship, see where you want to take the relationship, and also to see what the strength of relationship is without seeing each other. Because sometimes maybe the relationship has started being maintained by sexual activity. So it's being able to see that, look, can I maintain this relationship without seeing this person for a bit? And all we do is talk. I know some people are saying, oh, well, I'm jailbreaking. Somebody's saying this, I'm jailbreaking. We stay uh, just uh, about two, three kilometers away from each other. So we do try to see each other. But I mean, I wouldn't recommend that because, you know, the, the COVID-19 is not a joke. And it's, it's not something to be joked about. Staying there, stay. So I'm not going to recommend that. If you stay close to each other, then the rules shouldn't apply to you. Um, but going back to what I said, it's a time to really just understand the energy that's in your relationship. Like, can it sustain that kind of situation? And if you're staying together, I know that sometimes um, it, it, it's difficult. I mean, the president has not said you cannot go outside and again sit outside. But if you find that the there's there's friction that's being created. Maybe an idea is to go and sit outside. Um, just go and, you know, go and sit in the corner somewhere. Or if you stay in, in, in a house which got multiple rooms, maybe tell each other that you've got different rooms where it's kind of like, a, where you can, if, if, if you just feel like the tension is a bit too much right now, maybe the conflict is no longer walking, conflict resolution is no longer walking out of the house, but walking into a different room. So until, tempers quieten down and stuff like that because i mean there has been worry um it's happened in other countries uh that there'd been a rise in domestic violence cases now there there's a different reasons some is because the domestic violence cases always existed to some people just because they're frustrated at being at home and not used to having conversations that last that long and having to deal with conflict and resolve conflict without having to leave the premises 
uh, have resulted in domestic violence. Now, that's just terrible. And the, we're already dealing with a country like Zimbabwe where there's believed to be a massive underreporting of domestic violence cases. So, um, yeah, those are my recommendations. If you want to keep the relationship going, communication is going to be key, but there must be an understanding if you're staying together that at some point, tempers to calm them down is to stop talking to each other for a moment and find a way to say, okay, how can we do this reasonably to make sure that the relationship stays healthy and survives? Yeah. And that's that for this week's episode of The Criticast. Remember, The Criticast is uh, a product of three men on a boat. I'm not on radio currently. The, the, I've, been, I've had a bit here and there, but I haven't been going to the studio. I've been self-isolating, self-social distancing for a bit. <laughs> uh, but I've been working on a lot of other projects. So, yeah, it's exciting times, really. Um, but uh, catch, uh, just uh, on Twitter, it's at Quiri K-W-I-R-I-R-I. Larry, you can't spell his surname. K-W-I-R-I-R-A-Y-I. On um, uh, Instagram, Instagram, Larry Quirirai. On TikTok, at Quirirai. Yeah. I'm on TikTok. I'm doing quite a bit of TikTok at the moment. And then if you want to catch me on email, Larry at 3-mob.com. Um, get in touch with me, what ideas you have, what you'd like to talk about. Also, make sure you catch the Criticast on iono.fm. Uh, shout out to iono.fm, an amazing solution for Africa in terms of podcast hosting. Go and check them out. And uh, also available on, uh, you can, if you want to, you can use whatever platform that you use for podcast on, on uh, what's this, uh, what's the other one? iTunes. Yeah, available on iTunes. Also available on uh well, what are the platforms am I available? Am I forgetting? Yeah, yeah. The one, Spotify, <laughs> Podchaser, a whole bunch of them. You can catch the Greek cars on those different platforms. I can't believe I was forgetting all those. And, um, yeah, the, the, other than that, uh, take care of yourself, the people that you love. Uh, I know it's a difficult period and we're all a bit worried, but uh, if, if there's anything that you can do, spend a lot of time trying to encourage other people. Uh, try to bring positive energy to people and that sort of thing because the world definitely needs that. We, we, we can't survive with a lot of negative negativity and stuff. Like We need to be pushing positive energy and positive vibes towards each other. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, take care of yourself. The name is Larry Kuitarai. I'll see you Take care of yourself.